What's going on, everybody? Nigel Marcellus here. Welcome to another, another episode of the Nigel Marcellus interview series. As everybody knows, the dream is to be a talk show host, late night preferably, but if it's daytime TV, we cool with that too. But until y'all get to see me on TV, y'all got to rock with me on the podcast, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the different websites. Um, Today, I have a very, 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 very special guest. I'm going to explain why, because I gave her a little like sample, but I didn't tell exactly why I'm excited for this. Um, Everybody, I would love for y'all to meet Diamond Williamson. Diamond, how are you? Hey, you know what? I'm feeling really good today. I'm well. Thank you. That's good. That's good. For those who don't know, how would you describe yourself? Like, who are you? What do you do? Um, I I like to say that I'm a I'm a human first. Like, I, I'm a human first. I'm very spiritual. I am a woman who is very serious about life. I'm an artist. I have a family that I love so much, um, and I'm I'm really serious about telling Black women's stories, and I do that through uh, video and documentary, docu-series and such. That's so dope. So for everybody listening, I want y'all to know this, right? Whenever I'm looking for guests, like I'm really intentional, like who are they? What do they do? What's the work that they're doing? And I came across Diamond on Instagram. And like when I first found you, I was like, oh, man, this is dope. She has her own production company. She tells stories. I'm somebody who's like aspiring storyteller. And I do a lot of uh, producing for short films. So I'm like, well, wow, this is like really, really cool. And that's why I'm always inspired to like do a deep dive. And I'm one of those people who like I'm going to go all the way back and I'm going to like really, really look into the work. And I was going through your YouTube and nine years ago, you started your YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think from that point on, like I just kept on scrolling and going and watching. And I think like the reason why I'm so excited for this and so excited to talk to you is because I feel like there's so much beauty in being able to start something and then see somebody's consistency and hard work and growth and evolution. And I mean, like you started, you had the pledge to be Bella. You were sharing tips on love, navigating the twenties. You were interviewing your friends. You had the the growth in the production of your content from like when you first started to all the way now, you was always vulnerable. Even like how you, like you could see the growth in delivery of like how comfortable you became on camera. And I, and for me, it was like such an inspiring moment to like really look through the growth because I, as somebody who like aspires to be um, in a bigger place and a bigger market and bigger, like the things I always tell myself is like, you know, like the journey is beautiful. And a lot of times, like I struggle in the moment of like trusting my own journey and being able to watch how much you've changed and grown and evolved over time was one of those moments that it took so much like relief and pressure off me because it was just so beautiful to see the growth. So I just want to say like, this is really special because I rarely get to see somebody like start and then all the way now in such a long period of time. And it was like, it really made my day like going through your stuff. So I want you to know that. I just want to like, that warms my heart so much because like when I think about that first video, like the goal was to be able to be comfortable on camera. It was to tell more stories. I knew I had to start somewhere. And I want to encourage you, like all of this stuff matters. All this journey matters. Like when I say I take life seriously, I take life seriously because it really is not just about where we get to. It is about who we become in the process. And I, I'm really excited for you. Like you, you said you were an aspiring storyteller but you are a storyteller like you just told a great story about me about my story and I'm like oh that's so beautiful you know like you do this so 
yeah, like, thank you so much for like digging in. I'm, I'm very thankful for all that I did to get here. I feel like people used to be like, um, focus on one thing, but that's not my personality. I'm an artist. Like, and I just followed my heart and that's how I got here. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. Now, honestly, I had a conversation with one of my friends yesterday about that whole, like, focus on one thing. And I feel like so much of me starting ended up being ruined because everybody always said, like, you got to focus on one thing. Like, I was all, I'm an artist too, right? Like, I could do photography, videography. Sometimes I like doing, like, speaking engagements. Sometimes I like doing all these different things. And I had so many people who didn't necessarily understand what it meant to be me and understand my vision, but I was allowing them to almost like sway my whole goals and my vision because I wanted so much of that acceptance from my peers and from the people. That's so real. Like I've had to like, I've had to remove people from my life because they didn't see me as an artist. And that's the biggest part of me. Like I'm a human, yes, but like I kept a lot of people in my life who would not acknowledge my artistry. They would show up, but it's like, they couldn't see me as an artist. They didn't support me as an artist. And that's my favorite part of myself is my artist. It's the thing that drives my entire journey. So it's like surrounding yourself or surrounding ourselves with people who see that part of us is so, so, so important. For you, how did, especially like when you first started, what was the motivation to keep going, especially in those moments where like you were like, hey, guys, yo, I have this idea and I think this like really work. And they're like, yeah, I don't know if that really makes sense. Like, how did you what kept you going? You know, what's funny when I first started, I wasn't asking anybody. Their mm. I was doing it because I wanted to do it because I had time to do it. I was very driven by my own desires and like the vision that God had given me. It was once it was like more so after a few years that I had started to ask people their thoughts because it felt like the older I got, the more I got into my career, the more I had to lose. But that was like, that's made up. I have nothing to lose actually, you know, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm actually coming back around to a place where I'm not asking people their opinions. Cause in the beginning I didn't in the middle I did, but now I'm back at a place where it's like, I'm not asking people what they think. And if I am, I'm I'm like, it doesn't matter anyway. Like you mm. can ask out of curiosity, but it's so important as an artist to be self-aware and to be really tapped in. So it's like, I can validate my own journey. Yeah. Are you, if you don't want me to ask you, do you have any siblings or are you an only child? I'm an only child. Yo, okay. So I have this like crazy trend of having- no, wait. I was raised an only child. Okay. I have siblings, but I, I am pretty much an only child. Okay. I only say that because like I have this like crazy trend of finding people who are only children. And like yeah. we have this like crazy conversation about how like being only ch- children like shaped us in our art and in our creativity. And I was wondering like, did you always feel like you had this level of like confidence to kind of just go after what you wanted? Or is this something that it took a while for you to get to that place? No, I think the biggest influence for me in being confident is like the fact that my grandmother was an artist. My grandma was, was I was an actual painter. Like my grandma was an entrepreneur. So seeing being around somebody who is making money on their own and like I'm not seeing her stress from a nine to five, but and we're going to art camp together. Like I think that was my biggest influence. And my mother was always like, Oh, you want to do that? Do it, do it. You want to do that? Do it. Like, so I think them two being very encouraging was most helpful. Being only child was actually very hard for me because I moved around a lot. So it was scary. I was, I feel like it kept me small at times because mm-hmm. I was always trying to fit in. But I had a little bit of balance when I was younger with my grandmother and my mother. Oh yeah, no, that's beautiful. Like I'm really big, especially like with what I want to do is exposing people. 
because I feel like exposure really can change the game for everybody. And like when I look back mm. on my own life, I feel like the lack of exposure and me almost being the pioneer into that exposure is the reason why I didn't have as much confidence. Because when I was trying to look around and see like, oh, who else is doing this? It it felt like it was just me. And I didn't, it was like scary. Yeah, and I, was, I just saw a tweet about that. Like we are, a lot of us are meant to create what we want to see. There's no blueprint for what we want to do. So I definitely feel that. So when you were like, just starting right and you're coming up with all these different ideas and videos i've noticed like a lot of what you talked about was really like this idea of like navigating your 20s and as somebody in their 20s and understanding the 20s is get tough like oh my goodness it's <laughs> ugly out here what what were some of like your major challenges going through your 20s oh goodness um it was like it was really trusting the journey in the sense of like, there was things I wanted to do, but at some point I became a person that did what I should do. And I mm. don't like that. Like I, like now I'm like, Oh, what do I want to do? When my thirties is like, what do I want to do? Sometimes I still, am sometimes I still go towards what I should, but like, I have to get back to like, what do I want to do? So I think that was a challenge. And I think, um, taking care of my, my, my mental health. Like I started therapy when I was 28, but I wish I would have gone earlier so that I could have had more confidence. I think like lack of confidence um, led me to people that didn't necessarily help my confidence. Right. So it was just like, mm, it was like a yeah. cycle until I got out of the cycle, which was therapy. So if I could give any advice to people in their twenties, I'm like, it all starts here. So it's like the better we are with our mind, mm -hmm. the more aligned we are with our mind and our, and our spirit, I think the better we will be for the rest of our life. Definitely. So Two parts, because like what you said, is so you, there were so many gems in that. The first part is like you said, you were really focused on what you should do and not what you want to do. What's an example of that? Because I think that's something that a lot of us definitely struggle with. But being able to identify it isn't always the easiest, because at the same time, it's like, oh, I got these bills and I have to make rent. And I got to eat and all these things. So we're like, I have a lot of friends who are in jobs or doing things that they don't want to do, but they feel like they have to do to get somewhere so like what is the difference for you i think there's a there's a balance right because like yes we we need we need money right but it's like we don't have to i don't believe that we have to go and get a job we don't like i think mm -hmm. it's like if i'm going to work if i'm going to if I have a job to fund my art then it's going to be a job that i like and i'm going to take my time to get there so i think an example though of doing what i should do is like at some point i was take i was i was working in reality television and i kept taking jobs there because I needed money but it's like I really wanted to move to a different space I wanted to try for a different space but I kept staying where was comfortable where I knew it would pay the bills um and I think even like me pursuing art now as a way to generate revenue because pe people say like oh um you know I have my own business and I get hired as an artist but I really want to generate revenue from my art, like from my very own art that I create, right? So I think mm -hmm. sometimes I focus on, you know, making sure that I serve my clients versus actually fully putting everything I have into my art. Because I've gone in and out of it, like for like 10 years. Mm. Wait, so Is that the question? No, that did. That definitely answered the question. Um, I'm really curious about like you and like confidence because as, as usual, you know what I mean? Like the persona of social media and like, talking to you for the first time, 
you exude so much confidence. But I know the reality is like a lot of times how we are portrayed or how we um, people see us is not always how we feel. And like you mentioned, especially like when 28 and you first time going to therapy and you wanted to go sooner because of more so like it would have helped build your confidence. Where where was your confidence at? Or like, how would you describe your confidence in your 20s versus how other people perceived your confidence? That's such a great question. I think it was like, I don't know if I would say I was confident as much as I trusted God. As much Mm. as I was like, you told me to do this, God. I'm doing it because you told me to do it. And I really loved it. I had a lot of passion for it. So I was doing something that I was passionate about. I think that, you know, at some point, like, as the more that I did it, the the more that I actually became less confident or the less confident I became because of just like all the noise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was really my passion is what what drove me. My my excitement and love for what I did is what what drove me. And even even now with some of the things that I'm doing, it's like I I I don't know if I'm con- I mean I'm confident in it. I believe in it, but I'm really just more excited to do what I've been called to do. Mm. I just want you to know I feel so seen right now. Like this, this, this is the conversation I absolutely needed because I feel, I feel the same way. You know, it's it's funny. Somebody recently asked me if I trust myself. Right. And my honest answer was like, I don't trust myself, but Mm -hmm. somehow I always manage to like, keep going. Right. Like I've, I've never understood that about myself. And the more that you're talking, the more I'm realizing how much like my passion for the things that I'm doing. It's helping me through the lack of trust. Absolutely. It's the vision. Like for me, it's like, I just keep thinking about the way that I want to feed my children or the life that I want or the house that I want and like how I want to live my life. It's like, I want to live my life as an artist. So I got to just keep going. Cause what else I, there's no, I don't have any other options. I have no backup plan. There's nothing else I want to do. I don't want to like, I don't want to go get a job somewhere I don't like, like I'm just determined mm-hmm. to live the life that I want. And therapy is always helpful for that. It's, it's always helpful as a helpful reminder for that. Like my therapist is always like, cause I'll be like, man, I want to do this, but is it crazy? And she's like, but why is it crazy? You know, mm-hmm. and life is also about more than our career. You know, as I've gotten older, I've started to like, make sure I'm paying attention to the other parts of my life. Like what does my relationship need for me? What does my mother need for me? Um, how can I have more joy and fun? Uh, what are my friend? What do, what kind of friendships do I want? Right. That's why I say I take life so seriously, and I think all of that contributes to um, how I pursue the life that I actually want. Do you ever feel as if I don't? This is gonna sound crazy. Do you ever feel as if like the life that you want is also running away for you from you, or do you feel as mm-hmm. if it's like coming to you? Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I think about 28 year old me, I'm in the life that I want. There's still more, right? But I'm healthier. My mind is my mind is solid. I have more faith. I'm I'm generating the type of income I want for my business. Like if I think about 28 year old diamond, 30 like 28 year old diamond would be so proud of 33 year old diamond. 33 year old diamond just has different needs, different mm. desires. So I think that the life I want is evolving, right? Like at 28, I wasn't thinking about necessarily how I'm going to feed my children. At 33, I'm like, oh, how do I want to feed my children? Like, how can I um, focus on my more long-term things? At 28, I'm focused on like, okay, how can I get by? How can I get by? 
Mm. At 33, I feel like it's more about what's what's happening long term. This is, I'll tell you, this is a scary conversation because you know <laughs> you said 28. I'm 28 right now, so I feel like you're, you're almost talking. It's the you. most transformational year. It's the most transformational year. Like you know, it's our Saturn return. It's very spiritual, and for me, it was like my absolute most transformational year. I'm so thankful for 28. It worked me, mm. but. Like, t- I'm curious, though, like, what, how do you feel about 28? Like, what's exciting you and what's challenging you? Ooh, that's a great question. So it's, if I'm being, like, brutally honest, like, I feel like I'm in this space where there's a lot of fear in my life right now. And I think it's, it goes to, so I'm in a PhD program and I finish May, this coming May. And what? I'll turn, thank you, thank you. Big deal. And I'll turn 29 in October. So like, I am I feel like I'm at this stage where I'm about to like turn the next page of my life. And when I look at like this PhD program, it's one of those situations where it's not necessarily what I wanted to do, but I felt like I had to do it because I didn't necessarily set my life up for my passion and things that I really wanted to do. As far as like the technical resume connections in order to get into those spaces. So getting into the PhD program was more so of a, man, I don't have any other options. Let me get in here and then also work on my passion while I have the space and the security of like the stipend that comes with the PhD program, which is sick behavior, crazy, because who does PhD and creative stuff at the same time? <laughs> sick in the mind. You, but it's lit. Yeah, it's lit. I'm fighting demons every day, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, I, but I'll say, like, in all honesty, I think because I'm getting so close to graduation and I really, really want to be aligned and work within my passion, that, like, 28, I'm really trying to be a lot more intentional with um, building connections, with building a portfolio, um, working on my craft, and really um, getting to that place that by the time I graduate, I will not only will have connections, but I'll have the experience and more importantly, the confidence to say, like, I did this and I did this during a PhD program. Now that I'm free from the shackles of this program, like <laughs> I'm I'm really, really like really good at what I do. So um, I feel like it's a very transformational time for me, too. And I think I'm just trying not to overthink it, because when I start overthinking, that's when I start self-sabotaging. Absolutely. That's, that's so beautiful. I feel like I definitely understand like having a lot of fear and um, I always just try to focus on being courageous. Like I'm not focused on like being fearless. I'm focused on having courage and you have courage. Like I'm, I love this space that you've created for yourself. This is, these are the steps that we take, right. To get to what we want. Like you want a late night talk show. You are taking steps to have your late night talk show. Um, I do have a question because I'm, I'm in production. So I want to ask this, like, have you filmed a version before? I think I saw, I saw a video on your page. Mm -hmm. To an extent, uh, me and my friends, we do this thing called The Combo, and it's, well, it's basically like a talk series where we're at a couch. I think it has more, I would say the per- people would probably see it more like a podcast, but I treat it more like a talk show as far as just yeah. being in a uh, space with somebody. But I think yeah. the goal is to at least try to do something where there's like an audience, me on a stage, and it's like a whole production. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to encourage you to try it. Like all of the things that I tried, like even, you know, uh, early on my YouTube video, like early on in my YouTube videos, like I had a setup that was like talk show style because I wanted the talk show, but it was like my me and my friend and my friend had my very old Canon camera. She wasn't a film. She wasn't even a filmmaker. She was just helping me out. But it's like, that was the, that was like me planting a seed. Mm-hmm. And I always I remember reading this book um, called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Like I'm a, I'm a big reader. And um, she said that like, if we take one step, like God will take the other step for us. We just, so it's like any step that we take, there's double the effort for half the work. So it's like, all I got to do is keep trying. And there's, there's God on the other side doing his part too, but I got to make sure I'm doing mine, you know, and you are doing yours. I just want to, I want to encourage you. No, I appreciate that. I, I'm definitely trying to like really put myself out there. And I think it's funny. I feel like this year, speaking of like transformation, like I've I've grown it so much in a sense of like just having the confidence to put stuff out because there was definitely a time where I would do like an interview like this and you know, I would promote it on my story, Instagram story, and then kind of like keep it pushing. But now I feel like I've I've grown to do more like of a rollout and grown to like really put things more mm-hmm. out and like edit like cut up my videos and put different clips on my page so I feel like I'm growing I'm heading in that direction I think like my biggest fear now is just really how do I get in through the door or in the door because I just don't know what it looks like to actually um have a talk show or I don't know what it looks like to actually have a production company and that's something that me and my friends are constantly talking about and figuring out but a lot of that because I'm usually I'm pretty much like the manager the agent the CEO in our group of like just trying to get things for everybody going so i think i put that added pressure on myself to try to figure it out not just for me but for the whole team i would love to support you i mean our visions are very i mean like our visions are aligned um i have i'm in a similar path right so it's like just please however i could support you like i I would love to definitely i appreciate that i see like i told you i was looking forward to this because you you are her like you're amazing my, my question for you too, to like kind of like switch gears in a different area. Another thing that you were talking about is navigating dating. And yeah. dating, oh, like in my videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Navigating dating in your videos. And what I loved is like how vulnerable and how open you were, just kind of like sharing your experiences. And I think yeah. what I really loved about that is it's it's really hard. And I'm noticing the older I get, the more difficult it really becomes. Yeah. And like, what was like the challenges for you when you're in your 20s? Ooh, goodness. I mean, it's so, I think that I just didn't believe that I could have what I wanted. So I was settling. Mm. And so once I made a decision and committed to that decision, what I wanted came to me. Like, and now I'm in an eight-year relationship. So it's like, and I'm engaged and I have two dogs. Like, so it's just, and I, that was when I was 26, we, um, we got together. So it's like, it was because that's so crazy to think about being 26, but I think it was like really believing and committing to the fact that like, this is what I want. I'm ready for this. And I cut off anything that didn't match that. And it literally came to me. So with that, right. Cause I think one, like saying that and the actual practice of that are like two completely different things. How did you manage between the in-between times? Right. Because like, while. <laughs> while you was waiting and while like before that person ended up coming, how did you kind of like manage like the loneliness, the wanting of intimacy and all those different things? I was lonely. I was lonely either way. 
So it's like I had already gotten used to being lonely. Like when you're with somebody who's like, when you're talking to people who are not for you, it felt lonely anyway. Cause I, we, I couldn't have a deep dive conversation. I couldn't be transparent. I couldn't be myself. Like there was no way. So I was lonely all that time anyway. But it was funny because when I had cut off all that, my partner came in my life five days later. <laughs> like I had cut everybody off. I had moved to California and my partner came in my life five days later. So it's really kind of crazy. But I had also wrote in my journal that I would meet my person, like all of these different things. But I do believe like what's always kept me, what's probably even literally kept me alive at some point is my art. It's like, is the vision, yeah. is the purpose. It's like, Okay, yes, I would like somebody, but I got stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that always is the thing that kept me, to be honest. Do you ever feel like your art, not necessarily was a distraction, but do you ever feel like it got in the way of you experiencing, like, life? In a sense of, um, like, you're so focused working on this project that maybe you had an opportunity. This is a dumb example, but, like, to go to a theme park with your friends, but you never got to do that. Or... You know, like there were like family events that you wasn't able to do because of, do you ever feel like the art almost yes. took away from that? So like between 28 and 30, yes. Like, cause like when I was in my, tw like I've been doing this for like mo like all of my twenties and my thirties. So it's like, I got to still experience fun, like with my friends and have the college experience and everything. But mm -hmm. between 28 and 30, yes. But even like missing my family moments was the part that I was like most sad about because they, um, I've lived away from them my whole adult life. And so I would miss mm -hmm. certain things and graduation and birthday parties and my, my cousin is a singer and it's like missing some of her performances like just broke my heart because like I wanted to be there to support her art you know so it's it was those moments but now like I live in I live in Texas I live near my family I'm creating a life that's like focused on my art and I get to do everything I want to do I'll see my friends in Cali I'll see my friends in Atlanta but now is about making memories with my mother um yeah. creating a life that's like really where I have more money to invest into my art and the business I want. So I it's, it's, I think life is about its phases. So it's like, I yeah. can't focus on everything all the time. So yeah, I definitely feel that at some point though. How, how do you disconnect from that? Not feeling everything at once? Oh, I mean, I have to compartmentalize and just like allow myself to like understand that everything will not get dealt with at this moment. Like right now, I'm I'm a big friendship girl. Like my I just finished a documentary on friendship breakups. I really care about friendships, but I literally moved away from my friends to live in Texas, to have more money, to focus on my art, to be with my family. Mm -hmm. And it's like I have to just understand that this is but for a season. Like I'll make friends here in Texas. You know, I'll stay connected with my my friends. I'll go see them in Atlanta and LA. So it's just like trusting that this is a season mm -hmm. and like, I got to do what I need to do for the long term in this season. Gotcha. This is, I'm gonna ask the same question somebody asked me to you. Do you trust yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Now I do. What, I used to, I used to not. what was the, that transition from like not into absolutely trusting yourself now? Therapy. Therapy. Yeah. There's too many voices out here like there's too many voices that like we allow into our life and I mean even with therapy I still had voices that I allowed to stop me from doing certain things but my voice was starting to get louder and my voice is still starting to get louder so I would say like therapy because even moving from California to Texas as an artist it sounds insane to a lot of people like why would you move from LA but it's like 
I know I, what God gave the vision God gave me. He told me to do it. It was clear as day. And I think, you know, in order to hear ourselves, we need space and time to do that. A lot of, a lot of my twenties was filled. Like my calendar was filled from nine to nine, just working. And it's like, I need time to just take a walk. I need time to just rest. Cause that's the space that God will come and speak to us in sometimes when we have space to hear him. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do trust myself. Absolutely. What does rest look like to you? Literally like doing nothing, like watching television, going to sleep, you know, just like relaxing, spending time with my family, um, drinking water. Like it's like all those things that we need to do to like replenish, not mm-hmm. because we earned it, but because we're human, you know? Yeah. Man. Ooh. I feel like I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I just like kind of like nap better ways to, for myself just to navigate, especially in my 20s. Um and it's, it's serious. Hmm? It's so like life is so serious and it's also more than like like making money and like pursuing our career. There's like the human parts of us that need our attention. Yeah, that's I think I'm really it's hard to explain, right? Because there's a part of me that's like really good with people and really good with community. And I think if you ask my friends or people who know me, they're like, oh yeah, Nigel is definitely extroverted, man. He loves his people. He goes hard for his people. But I think like my closer friends see the other side of like the almost like robotic nature, the career focus, trying to build and open up the door for so many different opportunities that sometimes I feel like in my own reflection that like I struggle with having that human experience because I'm always like focused on work. And I think a lot of that comes from feeling as a need to like, not just prove to other people, but more so prove to myself that the dream and the vision is real because I feel like so many, so much of my life has been people telling me it's not real or it's not possible. You won't make money or why would you do that? That's such a risk that I almost have like got into a place where like the only thing that I'm focused on is like, yeah, I just want to make sure show myself that this is real but that also just taken away from like the human experience if that makes sense i can understand that i think where the pivot came for me too because i have felt that way was like i had done everything that i thought i needed to do to make it and i still hadn't made it the way that i wanted to and Mm. god was like you can do it a different way like god was like you don't like because i'm i'm following what looks like a blueprint and God was like you're the blueprint you got to do this differently because for me for example my goal has always been to like sell a show sell a show to a network it's been my goal for years like I've worked at development companies I've I've pitched all the things I moved to LA I have like the biggest pitch meeting ever and I'm like very excited about it um but and I keep having them and this like keeps being no and I'm I'm okay with that but at some point I was like I don't even, I, I, all I want to do is make this stuff and I don't want to wait for anybody. And all I want to do is make sure black women get to see this stuff. Like that's it. And so, I, cause I was like, why am I so pressed to get to HBO and Netflix? And I was like, oh, it's because I want black women to see it. And God was like, black women can see it either way. Like you don't have to get, you don't have to go through HBO max for black women to see your work. So it's like, my mind started to open up to alternatives this year. Like for how I'm going to create this career for myself. Mm. And that's when moving to Texas came about because I could like just have more money for myself to invest in my art. And it's just like, I just want to be around humans. Like as a documentarian, it's like, I need to be around people who are living their everyday life Mm. so that I can be inspired. 
and not necessarily all the time around people who are trying to make it like me. Yeah. It's like we all in the same struggle. And I have to just get around humans that are not so focused on trying to just make it. You know, I, I feel like I just said a lot to say that um like I'm learning to do things a different way. And it's like it's been really helpful to me. Yeah. Now that acceptance of like a different way definitely sounds like very comforting. And I think that's the one thing that I'm trying to like get to a place of because the only way it it always feels like it's just one way, right? Like there's only one way. And like in my mind, like the only blueprint I'm I see is really Oprah. So the main blueprint in my mind that I'm following, but even in trying to follow that, like my my life has taken me different. Like I'm in a PhD program. Oprah did yeah. not do a PhD. Yeah, not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like even, but I also like, I take that. And when I reflect on that myself, I'm thinking like, man, now I'm off track. Now I'm doing it wrong. And I think that acceptance of like, no, it's not that you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it different. Yeah. It's a whole different mentality. And it like definitely takes away from a lot we're of living in a different age. Like, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but we're living in a different age and space. Cause I always look at Oprah and I look at Kevin Hart. Um, but like we're living in a different time than them. And so it's like our industry is more democratized now. So we can do things differently and we can still create a life that we want because we were called to it either way. Like we were called, we were purpose to be in this time to tell the stories we are meant to tell with the resources that we have. So it's like we get to do it, we get to do it. A different way and I feel like um that also aligns with like me figuring out what is it that I actually want like is it about HBO or is it about more black women seeing my work and it really is about more black women seeing my work and it's mm -hmm. like that's what I want I want to I want to have memories and make memories with my family I want to um, have more money to invest in my art I want to be able to work out so it's like I just align my life with all of my desires and mm -hmm. they will change but this is what I want for right now that's going to help me with what I want for the future. Mm. What would you tell your younger self? That's such a good question. I actually think about it a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing that I think would be helpful for my younger self is for her to like find the environment that feels true to her. Cause I feel like I've spent a lot of time just like really trying to fit in and I just wished my younger self knew that like she was cool as she was like just you cool as you are like honor that and like get in alignment with people who see you for that mm. why why do you think you was working so hard to kind of like fit into those those groups you know, I'm, I'm new to every school I'm in with no friends so it's like I don't know like I don't yeah. I don't know and I did it at such a young age, like in fifth grade, I was in, I mean, like I moved schools, first grade, second grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, 12th grade, ninth grade. So it's like, I was in, I, I went to a lot of different schools. And so I don't think I knew who I really, really was because I was always changing environment and changing people. I think the one thing that I knew was that I was funny, but other than that, like I was always changing and I feel like I just. I wish I would have just really known at the core, like this is who you are and these are the type of people that you need in your life. When do you feel like you found your identity or at least got to a place with your identity where you're like really comfortable with like who you was and your values and whatnot? Um, I would say like recently, honestly, like maybe like 31, 32, but it started to open the door. I started to open the door 
like when I started to pursue my passion, like the really pursuing my passion has led me on this entire path. It led me to therapy. Like it led me to California. It led me to Texas. It led me to a lot of different places. So, but I feel like now I'm like, oh yes, I love this version of me. I feel so comfortable with this version of me that like I can do other things besides like focus so much on my career. Yeah. I love that you said that, especially as somebody who's 28 and like, I'm on a college campus, so I'm surrounded by people who are mostly 18 or 22. So a lot of them look up to me. I mean, they call me uncle, they call me grandpa, <laughs> but they look up to me as somebody who, like, as far as like identity and what I want and things I do, they look up to me in a sense of like, oh, this is the mentality I want to be. And I think sometimes like the pressure of that, of trying to have it all figured out, sometimes it feels like overwhelming because it's like, oh, I'm still... I don't even know if I'm really like confident in my own self or I don't feel like I know exactly where I want to go. So to hear you say like, even in your thirties, you're still learning and you're still growing in your own identity. Definitely yes. makes me feel so much better. Cause it's a reminder. I think like, again, the problem, the the difficult part about being in your twenties is everything feels like it has to happen now. Oh my and gosh. Like you got to have it all figured out now. And I think just hearing a different perspective from somebody in their thirties, being able to like, Oh no, but I'm still, I'm still learning yeah. about myself and I'm still growing. It, it really does help because I, I feel like we're not exposed to that enough. I mean, I think that like what we, we've been taught that like to focus on one thing, but it's like, who do you want to be as a actual human? Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's like, do, do we want to be unhealthy with a healthy, with a, with a, with a lot of money? Right. Like I'm like, do we want to be a, a mean person that has a really good job? Like, mm -hmm. do we want to have, like, do we want to, do we want to be lonely and not have anybody to share these things with? Like, who do we want to be as humans? Like, that's really what I, like, a lot of my work is focused on is like the nuance of our, of our human experience, because it's so much more than career. It is about our friendships. It's about dating. It's about passion. It's about spirituality. It's about the books we read, right? Like, mm -hmm. life is just so much more than like our career. And I'm glad that I learned that took me a while, but I'm glad that I learned it because it's like makes life more enjoyable. Like life is about taking walks and being with my dogs and being with my family and making food that I love, you know? Yeah. All that matters too. So what's your, if you don't mind me asking, what is kind of like the angle or what is your, not angle, but like the vision that you have for yourself? I mean, I want to make millions of dollars um, from my, from the stories that I tell, from the documentaries I make, from the, the work that I put out there around black women, millions of dollars. I wanted to be able to fund my, my home. I wanted to be able to take great care of my kids. I have a, I have this home that I want a Spanish style with a pool it's in California. Like my art will do that for me. Um, and I'm very excited about it because I, I know once it happens, I will never have to be in this place again. So I just keep going, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's like, that's part of the vision. And then to be able to have like a, a patisserie one day, like with like really great high quality artisan pastries and a farm with my, with my, with my wife. So it's like, it's, yeah, that's, that's like the vision. That's, that's the vision. That's dope. I love that. Oh my God. I love that. That's going to be so, so when you get to that place, I just want you to know, I'm going to be rooting for you so loud. You I'm going to invite 
I'm gonna be there. Like when you win awards, I'm gonna be like, yo, let's go. Nice versa. Like you are so extremely talented. And I'm so excited for you. My hope and prayer for you is that you will be able to um, take care of your spirit too. And it sounds like you already are, but continuing to do that and like taking care of your body and mind. And it seems like you do that, but trusting that it's going to happen because like, imagine, imagine if you, I, I use this as an example and it's an obvious example, but it's true. If I am um, going, if I'm on the highway and I'm going, if I'm driving to South Carolina, mm -hmm. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there because I'm continuing to drive to South Carolina. Now I might like meet, I might get off on different exits because like, you know, life happens, but I'm going to get back on that highway and I'm going to get to South Carolina from California. So yeah. it's the same in our, in our, in our career in our, in our art, like we're going to get to where we want to go. It may look different. The journey may look different, but we'll get there because we keep going. Yeah. No, I love that analogy. And that's something I, I have to like, constantly that's a daily reminder that i have to give to myself because i think the problem is one little misstep and it just feels like everything's off you know what i mean and i think this chapter of my life for sure is like trying to teach me how to trust myself more than anything and really be able to believe that like i'm capable of making it happen and it's funny too because i have like these moments where like i'll have these conversations with people and people always say like no nah, this is like this feels different and it takes me a while to really like receive those compliments that people take because in my mind, it's like, yeah, but they got this over there and they're doing this and they're doing that. Right, right. Oh man, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm comparing myself to other people and not even focusing on like what I even have. And, and how far you've come, right? And mm -hmm. understanding that like where we are now is not, is not where, where we're always going to be, right? I have to look at my circumstance right now because like I'm, I'm staying with my, with my cousin, with my with my fiance and my dogs. And it's like, I just had a beautiful apartment in California, you know, like, but it's like, this is part of the journey. Like, this is a part of the journey. Where we are now is not where we'll be, even in three weeks, you know? So it's like, it's it's definitely like an everyday thing. I feel like it's a, a, a constant reminder, like having friends that are artists is so great for me because they're always reminding me too. Like their wins are my wins and they're always reminding me too. Like, girl, your time is coming. Or remember when you did this? Remember when you started your production company? Like we need those people in our in our actual life, you know, to remind us. Yeah. Um, but you get where you're going. Like I already see it for you and I want to be a part of your journey. Like I want to support you along the way. Oh yeah, we're, we're locked in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you're stuck with me now. I'm not mad at it. I'm not <laughs> mad. At it. I, I mean, you're just, you're such an artist. You're such a creative. Like I really believe in you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then my final question is just more so like you, you make documentary or uh, documentary. Right. And I feel like there's so many life lessons when like you're using a camera and you're looking at other people's life and really highlighting the beauty of them. And just like what lessons have you learned through telling other people's stories? Oh man, I, you know, I learned that we all really like, we like to all feel validated and seen. And it's like one thing that I try to do with everybody that comes in front of my camera is to validate them and to thank them for sharing their story. Like, and to really like make them like remind them that they are the prize. Like, I think it's so important in my work to, to make sure I'm encouraging women and, and like supporting them and believing in them and like pouring into them because them sharing their story and being a part of my art is absolutely pouring into me. It's changing my life. 
it's making me feel seen and it validates my art. Um, so yeah, like I, I would definitely say like, um, definitely just like, we all want to feel validated. And I, at every turn, try to do that for my people, whether it's making sure I respond to their messages, making sure I respond to emails, to even people who inquire about like, hey, I want to get in the TV. I try my best to respond because I would want that for myself. So yeah, validation, I would say. And I don't mm-hmm. mind giving it. No, I love that. And it really just shows like how selfless you are because there's a, I, I tell people this a lot, especially like when I'm doing like these interview series, like my name is like a random name that comes across people's board. Like I'm not somebody who's big. I'm not somebody who's known. And like, even in the this process of like emailing hundreds of people, a lot of people don't respond or some people will respond and, you know, they'll schedule something. Like I've had multiple people who like will actually schedule interviews and then they don't even show up for it. And I had no words or anything like that. And it's like, it means a lot when people actually take the time to like take a chance on me and really give me the opportunity to talk with them. So like for you to like even take a chance on me and giving me the space to do this, I'm really thankful for your time, who you are. And my last question, and I know I said that last one was my last okay, question. But- <laughs> really, really important. Um, Black women have always been like a safe space for me. And I always like will import uh support encourage uplift black women in my life black women who i meet but the one thing that i realized through talking to a lot of my friends a lot of different black women specifically is that they don't often feel safe around men specifically black men and i was just curious like in your opinion what are things that black men could do better in order to not only like create safety but also be able to like really uplift and empower and support black women, especially on their journey. Like, I think I could just speak to my my own relationship. And I think I always feel safe when it's not about how I look. And mm-hmm. it's not about like what I have on. It's about like what I'm doing and like my, like to be able to be seen for who I am as a person and not like how I look, what I have on, my hair, like my body, all that stuff. It's just like, yo, like, I don't, nobody, I don't want to always be addressed for that. And that's not like everybody's experience, but that's my experience. So I always feel safe when it's really about like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, how's that, how's that project going? Like, those are like really my greatest guy friends or the ones that have like just really seen me and supported me for that. And I, I can't speak for all black women, but that's mm-hmm. what I could say as a black woman. No, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you so much. Like, I don't even think you understand how much I was looking forward to this. Um, um, your stuff is so great like uh, I'm so excited to like see you continue to evolve like because this is so great like that I can't even imagine how things will continue to look for you thank you thank you so much where where can the people find you I'm at thirdandwonderproductions.com you can find me and all of my work there I'm at the real diamond on Instagram diamond with an e and I'm on Twitter at the real diamond too I love the tweet I be talking all my trash about everything on Twitter. Twitter is so fun for me. Like Twitter is my safe space. I, I share book quotes, but I also talk about how I'm not liking this season of The Housewives. It's great. It's great. Are you on Threads too? Have you have you hopped in? I, I'm on Threads, but not really. Twitter is my spot. Twitter is my safe spot. Space. Yes, I got to get used to Threads. Got you. But everybody, Diamond Williamson, one of the most amazing people. I appreciate you so much. And to everybody listening, you already know. You catch me on the next episode. I'm wishing y'all the best. Um, I hope you're having a great day, night, evening, morning, whatever time you locked into this. I hope you are doing great. Peace and love, everybody.